For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Believe in Spark. So excited for our guest today. We always have terrific guests, and this one is a cut above the rest, I have to say. Just woman to woman, looking at her career and what she's done and how young she started, it's just so special for us here at Believe in Sparks to welcome in Hannah Withiam to the show. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Very nice of you to say. Oh, it's absolute truth. We only report the facts, so that's, that's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. First things first, let's talk about when you started, how you started, why you started. Sports in general, writing, because that's a beast that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So I went to a liberal arts college, um, so I didn't have a journalism degree per se, and it was tricky getting my, my foot in the door out of college. I knew I would probably have to take down some internships and really learn the trade. Uh, so that's exactly what I did. I got an internship out of college at the New York Post, and it was honestly the best place to land because I was in a newsroom. I was just learning from people every day, not only in sports, but news, um, various different departments. And I just picked up simple things like how to write a lead, how to pick out a news story, how to find the important piece of that story and build that build the story around it. Um, so that was really where it all began. And from there, eventually, I actually wrote some women's sports stories there, covered some assignments like on the U.S. women's national team, and I started to really realize that's where my passion was at the time. I love that. And, gosh, what a place to get an internship, right? Yeah. Oh, that's God. It, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Were you an athlete as well? I, yeah, I played uh, two sports in college, soccer and lacrosse. So honestly, that that took up a lot of my time, which is why I wasn't doing as much writing um, for the new sports newspaper at the time at school. So yeah, getting that internship was just huge for me. To I was like a sponge during that first year, soaking it all up from the people who knew more than I did. In what ways did competing in the NCAA prepare you for a career in writing and editing? I think just the the skills you pick up. Uh, being a part of a team, um, being a team player, collaborating with others, I think building confidence on the field and, and in the locker room as a leader uh, as you work worked your worked my way through through school. Um this necessarily I guess didn't apply to writing, but they gave me the confidence when I got into a field that I didn't necessarily have much experience in or much knowledge to believe I could do it if I just listened to people and followed my my instincts, um, I think that was really valuable. Let's dive deeper into what a managing editor does for those that want to understand it more deeply. Yeah, so I'd say it it really all starts with having a first big picture view of what your visions are for whatever, either it's a website or vertical, um, whatever you're building, and then finding the right people who can help you accomplish those goals. 
So that's first what I did at The Athletic when we launched our WNBA vertical in 2019 and then women's college basketball. Um, so it was what do we want this site to be? Like what do we want fans to know they're getting when they follow us or subscribe to us? Um, and then what I love most is working with writers and developing relationships with them, coming up with plans, story ideas, um, helping them connect with people, find the right sourcing, and then going through rounds of revisions and, and making them better writers. So I'd say it's kind of twofold in that sense. Before that, during the, the brainstorming, the reporting process, um, just I would get calls from writers all the time, especially at The Athletic. Um, they would just be so exciting getting off the phone with a source and being able to talk through that and then kind of de- help them develop that passion to then when they're writing the story, um, they just know someone else is th- – someone else is in it with them. It's not it's not a one-man show. Um, yeah, I love, I love that part of my job is working with people. We'll have more after this message from our sponsor. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it all. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. BetOnline has the latest odds, news, information, and all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, Head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What is your process like from story, finding the story, into um, putting a period on the story? It's, yeah, so, so now that I'm at Justin Sports, um, we're really figuring that all out since we're so new. But I'm just constantly, first thing I do every day, I wake up, I look at Twitter, I check out outlets I, I like to read um, to catch up on the news. Not, honestly, not only women's sports, but men's sports, too, to see um, which styles I like. I know I have certain writers I like, because um, a lot of the time you're, you're just not trying to reinvent the wheel. It's like what's worked. So mm-hmm. picking out um, things that stick out to me and then finding the right stories and the right angles is really important, as well as the right sources. And a lot of the time it's Sometimes it's the people you are a little off the beaten path um, that can help tell the best story. So I love working with writers on that, and, and that's really what landed me in an editor position. I love what you said about not reinventing the wheel, and that's so true, especially in writing. However, you still need to find that unique angle or a unique twist. How do you find that balance between not reinventing the wheel but being inventive or different standing above uh, what other people may have done on on the same topic. Yeah, I think um, this is something we talk about in women's sports especially because I think what is unique about what we're doing at Just Women's Sports is we are trying to cover the sports as we've seen done for years and decades on the men's side. Um, so writing analysis, getting people talking, you don't want to like do too many salacious headlines, but hot takes are sometimes fun. You know, getting people debating about the sports. Um, so that's I think where we're we're imitating some other places. But how can you also go beyond that and find just different angles with these teams, building relationships with the athletes? Um, you know, I think we saw that recently with Naomi Osaka dropping out mm. of the French Open, yeah, because of the mental health fallout, and she didn't just because of um, 
how she was feeling at the time, didn't didn't want to do press conferences. And mm-hmm. I think if we can build those relationships with athletes, athletes and show we're we obviously are writing the stories about them as athletes on the field, and we're not going to shy away from potentially criticizing the team and things like that. But they are people at the end of the day, and I think we see that mm-hmm. especially with like WNBA and and the things they do off the court that are so important. If you wouldn't mind speaking to that just a little bit more uh, with Naomi, because a lot of people just automatically said, oh, she's just a diva. She's just one of those, one of those athletes, one of those girls. No, that's not it at all. A, the courage it takes to present what she did. Could things have been said and handled differently? Perhaps, but she is human, as you just said, and athletes are human. And, that is what so many people take their eyes off so quickly. And to walk one day in their shoes, I think, would challenge most. And if they didn't have a mental um, challenge going into uh, life itself, try to be a major athlete for one day, right? It's, it's the challenges that come along with that that many of us will never understand. And we assume it's glamorous and easy. So God bless her for her courage, mm-hmm. uh, for using her voice. And the backlash stinks because she was just being honest. Can you speak more to your thoughts on that? And just also as a female athlete, you played at the collegiate level, um, you're around these professional athletes. What are your thoughts also as, as a woman in this profession? Yeah, you brought up so many good points there. I, I, I'm so glad. It, it's unfortunate she has, she took the criticism she did from some people, but like power to her for bringing this mm-hmm. up because it's led to such important dialogue. Um, it's been going on and on on Twitter, especially among media. I think mm-hmm. over the past year with COVID, we've obviously, everything's gone on Zoom over the phone. It's it's really been difficult to build relationships with athletes, which allows them to, you just build trust with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so important. So they know when you're asking a question, it's it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really important discussion to have as we talk about, this is more from like the media side, but as we talk about how access will open up again, um, what will that look like? And I think this is an example of why that's important to have that in-person access. Um, but yeah, it's a discussion that I think we'll just need to keep having and yeah. really kudos to her for yeah. taking that on. This is about calling forward a new attitude toward our athletes and toward even the media as well, because there are people like you and I who genuinely care about the stories that we tell. We love storytelling and we genuinely care about the athletes that we're talking about. And I think that's also lost on our side of the fence. What do you think about that? You said it so well, because I think you saw some people come out as well and say, let's do away with press conferences. Like what are we gaining from press conferences? And I think it's actually like, as reporters, let's actually look in the mirror and how can we just ask questions differently? And I think that starts with kind of what you said, like you need to do your research um, to be able to know these athletes and and what they've gone through to be able to make your question a little bit nuanced. Um, So they know you're coming from the right place and there's a way to do that. Um, And it just starts with being a person to person, not necessarily reported athlete. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's that human connection that um, you and I both get to be part of when, when we speak to these athletes and these coaches. And it is very, I'm very protective, very protective of, of what I do and what I say and how I say it. And words affect people and how we mm-hmm. treat people affects people. And it should not stop at any hour of the day with any person in front of us, no matter if it's 
LeBron James or the person in front of you at the grocery store. That's just my, I got to thank my mama for that because she, she, knew, she, she knew what she was doing and she's like, nope, this is how you treat people. Um, what conversations along with this, what are some other conversations do you think, Hannah, still need to be had um, in the scope of athletics? Mental health I love, and I love that, I mean, dedicating a month to mental health is a beautiful thing, and it doesn't stop there. This is a conversation that could be had every single day, mental health, and I'm so grateful for the athletes, um, coaches, influencers, entertainers that have come forward and said, you know, this has been a battle for me because if you suffer from any type of um, situation that falls under the line of, of mental health, people automatically think you're weak or you're this or you're that. So that to me is a conversation that I love that's happening. What are some other conversations do you feel still need to be developed? This, I guess, plays off of what you just said, but um, this is a really prevalent topic coming out of the WNBA bubble last year, I'm sure you discuss this as well with other people, but um, self-care, which, which mm-hmm. stems from mental health. But we saw, especially players last year, they were just tasked with so much. Um, it's just, it goes back to what we were saying. Like they are people first and then athletes. And they were dealing with a lot of those traumas and emotions stemming from everything we were dealing with last year with the pandemic, racial injustice and the protests and the election. Um, so I think that's something we need to just remember. And that's another part of the Naomi Osaka conversation is like, yes, these athletes make a lot of money. Women's basketball players, not as much as men's basketball players, of course, and in other sports. But um, we need to remember that they need their time to, to reset. Um, and that, that plays into what the media obligations too. Um, we need to respect that as much as we need access to them to do what we do. When we're trying to get to the bottom of a story, we'll find people, um, like interesting people that we didn't know could add to our story. Mm. So it's it's one thing to do research. We can Google stats. We can Google where they played high school and how they've evolved from high school to college to pro. But what have you found to be a very unique or special part of that research? Because research can be fun. It can be tedious, but it can also be very fun. So what have you learned in that process? That's a really great question. Yeah, this is something I, this is something I try to preach to writers I work with a lot of the time because sometimes you can have a great idea and if you as we keep talking about access because it's so important in journalism and if you can't get the access you need to the athlete maybe you're trying to write about like there's actually always a way to tell a story if you find the right voices who might not even be the lead voice. Like I 2 years ago I guess when Kathy Engelbert took over as WNBA commissioner I wasn't able to get her. She was very busy. She hadn't even started the job yet, but I spoke to like five other people who knew her well from all walks of life and turned it into a future story. Um, There's just always a way to get around it, you know, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that starts with research. And sometimes part I love that about being a, being a journalist is like digging into, like you just go through all these different links online. There's always a way to find something about their past life. There's just a way to tell a story. Yeah. Probably for her to go back and read, because um, I, I know she's very on top of reading reading articles and, and staying on top of that. I bet she appreciated that so much, hearing what you found that other people had to say about her, and that's really special. And being yeah. being able to turn that into a story that was awesome. Totally, and then and then you learn so much about them from talking to these other people who know them well. So when you do end up talking to her, you have this basis yeah. of yes. which to go. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love that. 
Do you have um, an assignment that you're working on right now that you're really excited about that you could share with us just a little bit? Yeah. Um, we have been working on on some Pride Month stories. Um, we're really – I'm only two months into my job now at Just Women's Sports, so it's been kind of a sprint since I started with, with all that's going on, WNBA, NWSL, Olympics, College World Series, you know, playoffs, things like that. Um, but I'm hoping to talk to some WNBA players about various topics. I think getting a number of them into one space where they can mm. – have more of a dialogue. Um, I love that. I'm trying to make that happen. Uh, that's one thing that's that's on the table. And um, we're planning some things around the Olympics right now, I think, with some of these sports and athletes that don't get as much of a spotlight. Mm-hmm. We'd like to start bringing that to them at Just Women Sports. Um, so some of the new sports at the Olympics, like skateboarding and surfing, trying to find some of these athletes people don't know about but who have great stories. Absolutely. And Just Women's Sports is very, very special to me. Um, Haley Rosen is a friend of our show. Uh, talk about how you got connected with Just Women's Sports and how it's grown even in the two months that you've joined. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, My friend invited me to the Slack channel for Women in Sports, Women in, in Sports Business, and Haley was in it. Um, and she reached out to me through that. Awesome. And so I worked at The Athletic, and we just had a kind of a networking conversation last fall. Um, so got connected that way. I was just, just such a fan of what they were doing. I followed the newsletter, listening to the podcast with Kelly O'Hara. Um, so we just kept talking, and they they finally were, were making hires after going through the most recent round of funding, and it just was a no-brainer for me to be work with people who had the same vision I did for women's sports and growing the game. Absolutely. That and empowering each other. I'm such a proponent of women supporting women, and this is a beautiful way to do that as well. Even though you don't exclude men's sports, it's not about exclusion. It's about just propping up women, and I love it so much. Yeah, Haley says that all the time, like hype, not guilt, and I think that's so mm, important. We're not trying I to put down that. men's sports to bring up women's sports. We're just bringing women's sports the coverage they've always deserved. Putting these names forth is so crucial, and you're going to be able to introduce us to people that we hadn't heard of before. And I just, I love, love, love the work that you're doing. I'm so grateful for um, your passion, and it comes through in every word that you present. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I, I as you keep saying, we are really just getting started here, so we have big plans. Um, so definitely, if you're not following us along, you're listening to this. Um, keep up with what we're doing, because yeah, we're very excited about what's to come. Absolutely. Let the listeners know how they can follow you, how they can find um, the work that you're doing, and just women's sports as a whole as well. Yeah. So if you're you're just a women's sports fan, or you're looking to get into the space, and you want um, a quick way to consume the news and what's going on, we have a twice a week newsletter. You can get straight to your inbox. So I'd say start with that. Um, we're building out our website, so we have news stories every day. We're trying to make it the the hub for women's sports and as well as bring original storytelling and feature stories to that. Um, we have a number of podcasts now. We're season two of Tea with A&V, which was the popular podcast of Issa Collier and Asia Wilson started in the bubble Love last it. year. Um, and then another one with Lynn Williams, Sam Uis, and then our flagship with Kelly O'Hara. So there's just a lot of ways to consume content, and we're we're constantly growing. And And what a time to be part of the W, you know, just watching it evolve, being part of the – 
the the bubble, being part of everything that was going on and watching players opt out to stand up against the injustices of the world. I mean, what a beautiful time, as challenging and painful as a lot of it was to experience, but what a beautiful time to be part of that as well. Oh, yeah. And I think what's so powerful about it is that they've been leaders from the very beginning and to keep remembering yep. that and preaching yep. that. Um, it really, people who might have not known that, it became clear to them last year with all the WNBA did, essentially almost flipping a Senate seat in the process. Um, oh my gosh, right? But yeah, from the very beginning, it's been a part of their identity and, and they've been driving that conversation. Bunch of powerful women, and you, my friends, are among a group of powerful women as well. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us on Believe in Sparks today. You are a gem, and you make me proud. You make me proud to be in this business because of women like you. This is why this business will continue to grow and evolve. Thank you so much. This was a really, really fun conversation, so appreciate you having me. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Believe in Sparks, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, Luminary, iHeart, and Believe.com. And you can follow Believe Podcasts on social media at Believe Podcasts, as well as at Believe Sports. And you can follow me at Stacey Pates. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks, presented by BetOnline.ag. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.